Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, my name's Sid Roth. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest is called affectionately the igniter of faith because if you've got oil, the oil of the Holy Spirit, he's got fire. Are you ready for the fire? Now, this just blows me out of the water. David, <laughs> you had 25 blind people and 24 got healed. They actually could see. Tell me about that. Oh, absolutely. We were, we were out there in the, in the middle of the jungle. I'm talking two, two flights, a 24-hour train, a five-hour car ride, and we finally get to our destination. We're ministering. We're I'm glad that's your call, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> I found out there is a plane that will take me there now that takes okay. cuts that 24 hours or two. But I was out there preaching at the village, and, and we were just doing, we do a lot of village ministry, probably about 300 to 1,000 people at, at the best. Wait, was this in India? Yeah, this was in India. It's called Orissa State. Uh-huh. And we're out there ministering for about five or six days. We're in our eighth healing service. We do a lot of work while we're out there. And the Spirit just spoke to me as we're on the stage. We're on the stage. We normally line the people up, and, and women on one side, women on one side, and the kids in the middle. And we just lay hands on them real quick. And in a, literally ten, 10 minutes, we can pray for a thousand people with the ministers real quick. And and before we normally do that every time we go out. But that night, I just looked at the crowd and said, No, God's doing something different. It's what I call a creative miracle. I asked everybody that was blind to come forward. Well, I did not know that there were 25 blind people. I was thinking one or two or three. Yeah. It is they start coming out by droves. I'm like, okay. I go, Lord, I put you on a spot. And I know if I put God on a spot, that God's going to answer. God will always look at Elijah in the Bible. God answered, and he put God on a spot and said, burn this wood. And after he soaked it with water. So I went over there and tell them, told them to line up. And when they lined up, I told all the ministers not to lay hands on them. We're just going to walk by them. We walked by them. And I went back to the stage and I said, okay, one, two, three, open your eyes. And then before then I looked and nothing happened. Now, oh, translator, count one, two, three. <laughs> they don't understand me. And we counted to one, two, three, 24 eyes open instantly. Some of them were born with this. Some of them were, had injuries. Um, and so it was different, different stories. I mean, that time. is so phenomenal. Uh, everyone tries to lead people to the Lord, uh, ABC, apologetic, cerebral. I'll tell you what. You get 24 blind people to be able to see, uh, you'll lead everyone to the Lord. Oh, Am I right, we had, David? We had Hindus running in after that, and they were coming in to give their heart to the Lord because they knew these people. All these people lived in their villages. That, that's God's plan A. It's never changed. We've just been doing the changing. Oh, okay, you, you beg the question. What about the one person that didn't get their sight? That must have really You know, been. it's crazy. One person that didn't get the sight was an evangelist. 
she preached the gospel. <laughs> I, when all my ministers jumped off the stage and they're like a football trying to recover a fumble, I'm like, no, 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 everybody back up, back up. Let me talk to her. We got to see what's her problem because it's a problem in her thinking. A lot of times our faith and miracles don't happen because there's a problem in our thinking. So I talked to her and she thought her, that God gave this to her as a gift. And I'm like, God doesn't give anyone a gift wrapped up that says disease, sickness, and death. This is not, this is not God's, God's will for you. And I explained to her that in Exodus, the Bible says, if we follow him, that he will, t he will remove these diseases from us because he's the God that healeth thee. And I explained that to her and she did not, she refused to listen. And I told all my ministers to please get back on stage. We have a tent full of people that still need the, need the gospel preached and to get prayed over. And we don't want to use all the energy on someone that doesn't want to believe. And we just gave her her little staff and her Bible and kind of pointed her in the right direction and asked her to go ahead and go. But I asked her, how much more better if God healed you? You can read the Bible. You can see where you're going. You can have a bigger vision. People, they have to realize God don't give you sickness. God doesn't she, give you She disease. thought that the sickness enhanced her ministry. Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If it did, how much more would your ministry be enhanced? So she didn't receive it. That was nope, the problem. she did not receive now, it. How in the world, according to my notes, you started out, listen to this, he started out as a gigantic Tumor. Right, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, um, my, my wife went to the doctor and they gave her a bad report. How many of us get those? You get a bad report from the doctor, told her that she had a tumor and they're, they're going to have to operate on her. She was so nervous and so afraid that we, she went to her pastor who was an evangelist, Dorothy Davis. Stop. You said wife. Oh, my said, mother. Yeah. Oh, my mother. Yeah. Okay. Mother. Uh, I apologize. All right. Um, uh, so uh, let, me, let me just... All right, just start about my mother then. All right, my mother was so nervous and stuff that she, she, got a, she got a report from the doctor. The doctor told her that she had a tumor and they're going to have to operate on her. And she decided that she was going to go visit her, her pastor, which is an evangelist, Dorothy Davis, and get prayed for. She was having a tent revival. She went into that tent revival and when she prayed over, she said, that is no longer a tumor as a baby boy, and his name will be David, and he will preach the gospel. He will be evangelist for the Lord, and he will preach the gospel and have an anointing and healing and soul winning, and he is the apple of God's eye. And what happened to the tumor? Uh, well, my mom had me like a few months later. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know the term, I don't know how long term it was, okay. but she had it a few months later. The tumor's gone. Now, it's wonderful that you, you walk by people, you lay hands on people, but you've done television shows where there's been an explosion of miracles. Uh, 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 tell me about one, one show you did in the United States in, in Augusta. Oh, in Augusta, I was over there at Watchmen Broadcasting, and I was visiting with Dorothy, my good friend. We had a two-hour show that we just talked about the book, talked about miracles, and we had call-ins and stuff. People were calling in. After the show, and I really believe this, when the Word of God is preached, when you present the Word of God in healing or miracles, you have to give that, that time to operate. So before I left, I felt like a, something was pulled out of me, an anointing was pulled out. So I, I asked him, does anyone in here need prayer? And the cameramen that were there, one was, this is funny, the father was deaf in this ear and the son was deaf in that ear. He had a busted eardrum. So together they made a full person. <laughs> and then I went over there and asked them if they believed. And they go, yeah, we believe. And I prayed for them. And instantly I didn't even have to lay hands on them, but they both fell out in the spirit. They woke up completely healed. Now, I have, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to turn him loose at the end of this show, and I believe we are going to have so many miracles we wouldn't have time to even read them. <laughs> but I've heard of ridiculous faith and ridiculous miracles. He is asleep in a truck 
and someone gets <laughs> healed. Tell me briefly about that. Oh, absolutely. I was we're cutting. Did a, we did a shortcut to get to a stage area, a place that we need to go uh, for some new staging. We're putting up for a crusade, and we're cutting through this village, and we weren't even supposed to go through there, but the driver do a, a quicker route. Um, I was asleep because I figured a good hour's nap would be good. Well, I wake up, and I tell the, the driver in Hindu to stop, and he stops, and I jump out and walk across this busy little village, and there's this man that's, that's crippled. He's, you can see his body's bent in and, and all different parts, and I'll go over there and pray for him. And I'm talking to him in Hindi. Now, I don't speak Hindi, naturally. I mean, I can order the food, but I don't speak mm -hmm. Hindi. And my translator is running behind me, and he's calling me, Dr. David, Dr. David. And I'm, and I'm not even, I'm zoned out. I'm focused on this man. And I asked him if he believed that he could be healed, and how long was he there? Well, he said he's been there for about 20-plus years. And I'm like, well, rise up and walk. And I just literally picked him up, pulled him up, and his body snapped and in, in back into the correct positions that it was supposed to be in. And he got his bed and he just gave me a hug and walked off and I jumped back in the Jeep and went back to sleep. So, but did you know that you were doing I this? I did not know this. The only reason I can testify about this, three different sources, um, the, the translator told me about it after I called him when I had two people on my radio show and they, I asked the pastors, what was the greatest miracles you've seen in India? And these guys were with me and they're like, well, they both had that miracle. And I'm like, I don't even remember that at all. Sleepwalking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I find interesting? Uh, we have our plans. God has his plans. I mean, he's sleeping and <laughs> sleepwalks and, and, and has a miracle that very few people have ever seen in their life, but they're about ready to see them because creative miracles are going to break loose. Uh, Tell me about a 19-year-old kid that wanted to be a professional soccer player, <laughs> uh, but God had a different idea. Oh. How did God get you away from professional soccer to uh, being able to walk in miracles? I was young and playing soccer since I was as far as I can remember, and I was supposed to be traveling to Germany to go play in, in a school and then eventually get into the pros. And uh, one day after working, uh, getting the money together to go out there, um, I. I, I just noticed that my cat and my dog were usually fighting were just laying in front of this door, to the bathroom door. And I'm like, what is wrong with y'all two? What did y'all do? So I go over there to push them away from the door to see what's in there. But when I get there, I feel the presence of God. And I know the presence of the Lord. And I just humbly opened the door and I just walked in and I said, Lord. And that's when, that's when on the mirrors itself, it showed my life on the left side. It showed all the things that I would accomplish as a soccer player, all the good things, all the, the life I would have. But inside my heart, I was miserable. I, even though I had all the accolades and had all the things, there's nothing wrong with that kind of life. But it wasn't for me. God destined me for something else. And I knew that since my birth. I mean, I've always been called, it was not a great name, nickname, but they always called me Tumor because <laughs> of the story. It's not something you want to hang over your head. And then, um, so there were, so I was looking at that and then I looked at the other side of the mirror. It was like kind of like halfway. It was like literally a video plane. On this side, I seen myself in, moving in great anointing. I seen people being delivered. I seen healings and miracles. And, and as, as far as you can see in the mirror, just souls coming to the Lord. And I looked at that, but then I looked at the, at my, at my heart was happy. It was excited. It was doing its purpose. But then I, I just looked at the, the cost that it would take to get there. And I was like, oh, but I knew at that time God was giving me a decision. And I said, and I put my hand on the mirror that shows that was showing the, the preaching and the evangelism. I said, I know, Lord, this is so hard. This is so hard for me to do, but I know you're calling me now. And it's time for me to do this. And I put my hand on that mirror and I never, I never played again from that David, day. David, 
I'm going to tell you something. I'm so glad you did because those, I'm a reporter of the supernatural and there is a flow of the Spirit of God. The minute you started talking about the Spirit of God, it was like a river and I'm expecting such miracles. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Our world is rife with comparisons about what separates us. Day after day, we go about our lives with tunnel vision. But Scripture tells us how Messiah broke down the wall between Jew and Gentile, allowing for the creation of one new man, one new humanity. This spiritual completeness is set to usher in the greatest move toward God the world has ever known. Sid Roth has discovered Scripture's key to reaching the Jewish people with God's love. One New Humanity opens the door for God to move in signs and wonders, and all will see the evidence of the invisible God promised in Scripture. At SidRoth.org, you'll find mentoring tools to empower you to share how One New Humanity is critical to bringing multitudes to know God. You'll understand Israel and the Jewish roots of the church, and how all the nations of the earth will experience blessings unseen in human history. Log on to SidRoth.org today and learn how one new man is the key to unlocking God's greatest blessings. We now return to It's Supernatural. David, people call you the igniter of faith. And now that I've met you, I understand why. Uh, but w w why do people say that about you? Well, it's because I come into a place and I change the atmosphere. And I think that the atmosphere from fear and doubt to faith. And I think that's what every Christian needs to do. Every Christian needs yeah, You told me the biggest problem you spotted in the United States and even throughout the world it's fear. Explain. It is. It's fear. I was in a large church preaching and we had a prayer line, if you could believe this, all the way through the pavilion, all the way out to the parking lot waiting to get prayed for. And they didn't want me just to do a mass prayer. They wanted me just to lay hands. Everybody wanted people to lay hands. And, and, I, and as I was praying, everybody, I asked what their prayer request, they said fear. Almost 80% of the people said fear. And so I prayed and, and I learned that. I talked to the pastor and said, you got to start preaching that fear out of your, out of your church and out of your, out of your people's lives. Well, how do you get rid of fear? I mean, I mean it's easy to say that yeah, it's easy your to problem say it. is fear, uh, but so how do you get rid of it? <laughs> you start believing. Whatever you feed, faith and fear can, be, can both receive. If you give fear and give into fear and start feeding fear, well, whatever fear dictates for your life is going to happen because you're feeding it with your thoughts and your, your actions. But if you, if you feed faith, and feeding faith is believing the scriptures, feeding faith is believing what Jesus said. Anything you ask in my name, I will do it. You know, it's so simple. You need help to get confused. Yes. And that's what you're known for. You teach simply and you get the same results of the Bible. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we're preaching out there, um, I try and make sure that I keep it to where the people could just grasp it. It, it just, I have to reach down. If I have to reach down, I just lower, lower it even more to make sure they get the faith that they need. Because there's a lot of people out there that do fight, fight with fear and they fight with, uh, and fear has other friends that come with it. <laughs> fear has doubt. Fear, fear, fear has uh, oppression. Fear has depression. All these things come in and they keep you from being, you have to wake up. I'm not saying you got to jump out of bed and say, I'm excited for faith. I mean, that's a good thing to do. But Get up and know that God is with you. The Bible says in Nahum 1-7, God knows them that trust in Him. You got to know that God knows you. When you know the promises of God and you get rid of fear, what's possible? Oh, anything. Now, when you, tell me the truth. Now, when you go to a lot of countries uh, and you see some horrible physical conditions, 
Anyone ever get before you and you say, oh, God, I believe in miracles, but this, <laughs> this is too much. When, when I am walking in that anointing there, everybody tells me that. When I walk in, in the anointing when I'm out there, it's, I'm a different person. I'm just walking. I'm believing God for anything. Nothing is impossible. I had a lady come up with a very crooked arm, and I'm drinking a Sprite after the entire services and stuff, cooling off inside the church. She comes to me, and she, just, she comes after service, all walking slow, just showing me her hand. It was all crooked in different places, and I popped my hand out. And I say, put your hand through that. And she starts putting her hand through it. And as her hand passes my hand, you just hear pop, 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 until pow, at the end of where her elbow was, it snapped into place. And Bishop Mike that was with me, he said that there was a fireball, that when I put my hand out, he just seen a fireball glowing in my hand as she put her hand through it. And she was healed instantly. Now, you, we proceed by faith in the integrity of the Word of God but you don't have a clue what's going on in the invisible world by you just being obedient. What you just said is, literally, God, because he found someone willing to believe his word, Absolutely. put a fireball in there. Absolutely. If, if you look at the Bible, you look at, at Jesus, you, you look at Paul, those are two men that, that operate in the creativity. You looked at Jesus, you went and got the basins and said, hey, fill those up with water, and then you got wine. It's doesn't sound like it makes sense. You don't know why you're doing it, but the people believed it, believed them and went and did it and they got wine. You look at Paul. He, the Bible says that God wrought special miracles through the hands of Paul and he took his apron, tore it up, sent it out to people to get healed inside their own homes. He was out, he's the original TV evangelist. He was able to take all the anointing that we take and put it in people's living rooms. He was able to do the same thing back then by taking his apron and sending now, miracles. Now, this guy, he so ignites your faith uh, that he, when he speaks, he's even had a whole city get healed. Tell absolutely. me about that. Oh, absolutely. In India. In India, in Badapada, I preached there. Uh, there's 500 people in attendance. There's about 500 people outside in villages, Hindu, Muslim, and Christian. Um, we preached there, and then I, that was the first place that I preached 100% miracle work and power. And I said that everybody can be healed. And that God, that Jesus had it, Jesus would walk into a city and all villages would be healed. And God honored what I preached. I got home three weeks later, and I only had those 500 in there and uh, the people that were inside the building. But when I got back home, they called me back and said a 1,000 people got healed because the whole village was healed. They were so ignited in faith, like we talked earlier. They were so ignited in faith that all the preachers and Christians went out to look for people to pray for. That's what you want to do. And when they went out there, they called me back and they said, hey, there's no one to pray for. Everybody was already healed because there were speakers around the entire city and village. The church put speakers everywhere, and everybody heard the message. Everybody heard the message of God and His miracle working power. Uh, God is healing people right now, Absolutely. speaking of His miracle working power. There are people where your fingers, uh, it hurts when you bend your fingers. Well, that pain is just, I, I don't know if God's sending a fireball to get rid of that pain. <laughs> no. I don't, frankly, I don't care. But test and see the Lord is good. Uh, David, one of the keys you talk about that most believers miss is delayed miracles. They think because Nothing happened when he prayed for me. Nothing's going to happen. You find different. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in, in, uh, when people are delayed on their miracles, the first thing that happens to them is that it compounds it with more doubt. They go to the service. They're not, they didn't see a physical thing happen, and they go home, and they start to get all sad and get in a pity party. But, you know, you got to keep believing. The Bible says when, when Daniel was praying that the moment he prayed, the moment he prayed, God sent the angel. The second that he put his knee down and said, I, Father, I need this, the angel came forward. But it also says in that same scripture that for 21 days, the devil stopped him. That's a delayed miracle. It eventually got to him. I want to tell everybody this, that the devil can't stop what your faith released. He can't stop it. 
He can't stop it. He, he can't keep it away from you forever. So, so you're not moved by what you see with your eyes. You're Absolutely. only moved by the integrity of the living God and his word. Tell me a, about one person that had a delayed miracle. Oh, this is a wonderful story of a, of a young boy in India. They came running through like that with like the game, uh, I forget what it's called, but they just come running through like whack-a-mole, I believe. And it, they just, all these kids rush me when I'm praying. The adults, we just go through the line, but the kids are able just to run. They have fun right. in church and they run by. And it was a little boy. I could see that he was walking a little different. I could see that he was a little bit off on some of this stuff. And I just lay hand on him like this. That's as quick as I could go. And he took off. Well, do you know that two hours later, I'm in Badapada. I'm preaching over there, 80 kilometers from where I ministered. And he's 80 kilometers from where I, where I prayed for him. And it's two hours later that he's walking up the stairs, he has crooked legs, they're bent backwards in a way, and he's walking up the stairs, he calls his mother crying. Well, his mother thought he fell down again and said, well, what happened? And she, he goes, well, mom, I feel Jesus touching my legs. And then, when he, and then when he got to the top of the stairs, he dropped the phone and the mother was frantic. And she said, what's going on? And she goes, I see Jesus' hands and he's straightening my legs. Hmm. I'm reminded of the scripture. Jesus said, will I find faith when I return mm. to earth? I'm going to tell you something. Never give up. Never give up. Now, it's easy to preach how wonderful God heals. What happens when you get hit with two physical conditions yourself, like David did? What happens then? <laughs> that's, where, that's the real test, where the rubber hits the road. <laughs> We're going to find out when we come back. right back to It's Supernatural. I am so excited about this brand new book, Igniter of Faith, because that is what you're affectionately called. People see you, they say, here's the Igniter of Faith. <laughs> and I sat in the studio when you did the three uh, teaching CDs uh, on igniting faith, and I have to tell you, uh, you may not be as aware of someone like myself sitting in and just, just observing. The presence of God was so thick. When you speak, <laughs> is it usually like that? Uh, yes, yes. I've, I've been told since I was a child that I can turn it on, and I, that I can turn it on, that I can turn it, that I can turn it off uh, instantly. It, it's just something that God has always blessed me with. He's given me an, a, an authority just to turn on the anointing. Uh, in your heart of hearts, I want to know why you wrote the book and you did the three CD teachings. Oh, absolutely. It's for every believer, everybody that's out there that could, they can realize that they can ignite faith. And when you ignite faith, what is igniting faith? Faith igniting is believing what you need and, it, and then there's a spark. That's why when you're at a service or you're hearing someone preach, some people automatically are getting healed during the service. Others have to wait till the end of the service for the minister to lay hands on. Or when they go home, something happens for them in that miracle. That's what I call igniting faith. It's with the point where your faith ignites to get your miracle. And the reason we wrote the book is because I've been seeing some very, very productive meetings and seeing people touched with, with the Igniting Faith message. What, what happens when people sit under your teaching 
uh, you were telling me about, tell me about that little, little village uh, uh, that never saw miracles or anything, and you began teaching what's in the book and the CDs. Tell us what happened. Oh, absolutely. We, I do a three-day uh, healing service, and, and that's basically what the CDs are. I took the CDs from the first day to the second day to our final day, and as you look at the CDs and hear the CDs, you're going to be able to see your faith is going to be growing just like that village. When I start to talk to the village about the healings and miracles, I had to get them to understand what a miracle was. I had to explain what type of miracles there were. And as soon as they started to get the, the Word of God in, the Bible says that you're, by hearing, is your, your faith is going to grow. By, and faith is grown by you understanding the Word and by walking in it. And that's what I take them on a journey. And then I start giving them testimonies and miracles. And everybody that's read this book has said that it's been one of the best hands-down faith, really simple reading type of book. But you know what? Faith is simple. It is. And I think when it's made complex, uh, I mean, that's what religion does. That may, It makes God complex. God said, just become like a little child. And I have to tell you, when you hear the stories and get the teaching connected with it, it is going to so ignite your faith that this is what I know. Anything I can do, anything David can do, you can do better. That's your heart's desire. Absolutely. Reproduce yourself. Absolutely. One thing that I've learned is studying Jesus. And Jesus had a passion. He had a passion to reach people. It was a compassion, but it was a passion. He was always busy about his father's business. And I tell everybody, I tell my family this, our family business is winning souls, healing, and miracles. Well, you know what? We're in Jesus's family. So we're in his family business and his father's family business is healings, miracles, and winning souls. I, I have to tell you, if you didn't have out of sight teaching, and I could just <laughs> listen to those CDs for the presence of God, I would do it. Trust me, get the book, simple teaching for a God that says, you got to become like a little child. Maybe that's your problem. You've gotten so complex. Start over with the anointing, the Word of God, and the testimonies. I think nothing's going to stop you. Get ready to ignite your faith and release miracles. Receive David Giannis' new book, an exclusive three-CD set, Igniter of Faith, for an investment of $35 U.S. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, sidroth.org. Org, O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9367. Once again, that's offer number 9367. We now return to It's Supernatural. So what happens when you go all over the world? You see the greatest creative miracles. I mean, 24 out of 25 blind people get their sight back, and the, the 25th didn't because she didn't want it, literally. Uh, she thought it was better for her testimony to be blind. I, I, I don't get that, David. <laughs> but you get sick. That's yes. where the rubber uh, hits the road. Oh, yes. Tell me about it. Oh, I mean, years of doing healing services and seeing these miracles, uh, I started uh, getting a pain in my, in my lower back that just... I couldn't sit down. I couldn't drive. I couldn't. I was taking 18-hour flights, and I was miserable for like six months. Just hard to do any kind of travel. And I start reading Mark 11, uh, 23, I believe, and it. It, it talked about the fig tree and the power in your words, and talked about whosoever and whatsoever that whatever you believe, that God will do it. And I start studying on that, and 
I got healed, but the very, almost literally the next day, I mean, if not the next week for sure, my, I, my knee went out. I don't know what happened. I was lifted, helping my brother move some furniture and uh, it, just, it just went out. Well, that little problem with just a twig or hurt on my knee turned into a big problem where I couldn't even walk. I'm going to healing services. I'm praying in Louisiana. So, so you're walking in limping. Limping. And, and I'm going to get all of you guys healed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and it's funny, when I start preaching, I was fine moving around and everything. But then after the service, I'm all limping, going back to my room. I look like I need assistance. And uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand it. That's the presence of God. Like I, I'll, I'll be speaking for hours and I'll, I'll be vibrant and fresh. <laughs> and then I finish and I come home and my wife said, you've just been speaking for hours. How come you're so tired now? I said, because it was, I spoke for hours because the presence of God was up. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> and, and I was seeing knees healed and healed and healed. I, I could hear the cracking in the knees. I could see knees popping back. I prayed for one lady and she hadn't picked up her grandkids for seven years. And I prayed and automatically she just popped up. I'm healed. And she was able to pick up her grandkids. So, and what do you think when people's knees are being healed and you're aching for all your worth? I'm thinking, what did I do wrong, Lord? <laughs> where, where did I go wrong? And, and I, I went ahead and just kept studying and kept going. You know, I, out of the whole thing, I got to say one thing. I didn't stop doing the will of God. I didn't stop believing. I, I didn't stop trusting because I'm praying in confidence that the scriptures are real, that the scriptures are true and people are getting healed. Regardless of how I feel or how I look, it's still God's word reigns true. And I kept doing that and believing in that. And then it wasn't until I got to Kenya. This was like six months with this knee problem already. And I'm, I'm preaching and I'm preaching a message that, that I've been preaching in the churches, whosoever and whatsoever. I love doing that message. And I'm over there preaching. And I said, Lord, that's it. I need to figure out why I'm not being healed because it was really getting bad where I could I couldn't even sleep at night. I get two hours mm -hmm. a night sleep because you just can't position yourself in the bed. Right. And, and I just looked at the scripture and I noticed something I didn't notice before. The revelation hit me. And that is we have to decree and set the terms. Jesus said to that plant, the fig tree, that you will not produce any more fruit and you will wither and die. He decreed and set the terms. And he said it, it died. Oh, and the next time when they came back, it was dead. The plant was gone. All the disciples were jumping up and crazy about that one miracle. Despite, despite seeing all the healings and miracles, they were, they were excited about that miracle. And it was a miracle on just words alone. It was one of the very first times that Jesus didn't bring something back to life or heal something. It was, and it was a lesson for, us to, for all of us to realize how powerful our words are. And when I looked at that and I seen that, I looked at my knee, I grabbed it, I just put my hand on my knee and I said, you will be healed. In the next week, by the end of this service, you will no longer bother me anymore. You will not come back again. Just an AM19, the disease will not come back again. I said, you are healed in Jesus' name. You have no choice but to listen to my words. I'm preaching. The next, one day, I've got a little bit better sleep. The second day, I'm preaching. At night, I get a better sleep. The third day, not even bothering me when I sleep, but I still, when I'm walking, it's still there. On the, by the fifth day, I'm preaching. I hear a beautiful snap. Just in my leg, I, the same snaps I was hearing in Louisiana. I'm like, oh, I know what that sounds like. Oh, you know, faith has a sound. I can tell you right now, faith does have a sound. And it's that sound of God just reaching in and fixing things. And I reached down and I'll touch my leg and I could remember which knee was hurting. That's how good it was. Okay, there are people now whose knees are hurting. Absolutely. I want you to pray for them and whatever God has for you to pray for healing, right? Oh, absolutely. God told me three things uh, today, and that was this, that people are going to be healed. 
that the word of God that we preach will not return unto us void, that the power of God is anointed on these airways to your heart, to your legs, to your back. In fact, this morning I felt a strong urge to tell people with back pains to put their hand on their back while we pray. And we're going to believe right now that God's going to heal you. I feel that legs are being healed, knees are being healed. I command cancer to leave in Jesus' name. And I believe right now with the fullness of God and the confidence in God's word, we got to have confidence when we talk about God's word, that it does reign true. And I believe right now that people will be healed. I release an anointing over backs and knees. I release an anointing over the whole body and I command all the hands to be healed. And I believe that God is talking to someone just to listen to me when I say these words. It's simple. God's going to tell you that it's simple. Just believe. Just believe. It's simple. Go to Mark 11, 23, read it and read what Jesus says. If you just believe that's all we have to do. That's all we need to is believe that God will heal. And I believe it right now and receive that anointing and that healing that we send out in Jesus name. Amen. There's enough faith right now coming through your television or your computer that you can make Jesus your Messiah and Lord. It's a leap of faith. Take the leap right now. Say, Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you to live inside of me and be Lord of my life. Amen. You and your house will be saved. I am so excited about this brand new book, Igniter of Faith, because that is what you're affectionately called. People see you, they say, here's the igniter of faith. <laughs> and I sat in the studio when you did the three uh, teaching CDs uh, on igniting faith. And I have to tell you, uh, you may not be as aware of someone like myself sitting in and just, just observing. The presence of God was so thick. When you speak, <laughs> is it usually like that? Uh, yes, yes. I've, I've been told since I was a child that I can turn it on, and I, that I can turn it on, that I can turn it, that I can turn it off uh, instantly. It, it's just something that God has always blessed me with. He's given me an, a, an authority just to turn on the anointing. Uh, in your heart of hearts, I want to know why you wrote the book and you did the three CD teachings. Oh, absolutely. It's for every believer, everybody that's out there that could, they can realize that they can ignite faith. And when you ignite faith, what is igniting faith? Faith igniting is believing what you need and, it, and then there's a spark. That's why when you're at a service or you're hearing someone preach, some people automatically are getting healed during the service. Others have to wait till the end of the service for the minister to lay hands on. Or when they go home, something happens for them in that miracle. That's what I call igniting faith. It's with the point where your faith ignites to get your miracle. And the reason we wrote the book is because I've been seeing some very, very productive meetings and seeing people touched with, with the Igniting Faith message. What, what happens when people sit under your teaching? Uh, you were telling me about, tell me about that little, little village uh, uh, that never saw miracles or anything, and you began teaching what's in the book and the CDs. Tell us what happened. Oh, absolutely. We, I do a three-day uh, healing service, and, and that's basically what the CDs are. I took the CDs from the first day to the second day to our final day, and as you look at the CDs and hear the CDs, you're going to be able to see your faith is going to be growing just like that village. When I would start to talk to the village about the healings and miracles, um, I had to get them to understand what a miracle was. 
was. I had to explain what type of miracles they were. And as soon as they started to get the, the word of God, and the Bible says that you're, by hearing, is your, your faith is going to grow. By, and faith is grown by you understanding the word and by walking in it. And that's what I do. I take them on a journey, and then I start giving them testimonies and miracles. And everybody that's read this book has said that it's been one of the best hands-down faith, really simple reading type of book. But you know what? Faith is simple. It is. And I think when it's made complex, uh, I mean, that's what religion does. That may, It makes God complex. God said, just become like a little child. And I have to tell you, when you hear the stories and get the teaching connected with it, it is going to so ignite your faith that this is what I know. Anything I can do, anything David can do, you can do better. That's your heart's desire. Absolutely. Reproduce yourself. Absolutely. One thing that I've learned is studying Jesus. And Jesus had a passion. He had a passion to reach people. It was a compassion, but it was a passion. He was always busy about his father's business. And I tell everybody, I tell my family this, our family business is winning souls, healing, and miracles. Well, you know what? We're in Jesus's family. So we're in his family business and his father's family business is healings, miracles, and winning souls. I, I have to tell you, if you didn't have out of sight teaching, and I could just <laughs> listen to those CDs for the presence of God, I would do it. Trust me, get the book, simple teaching for a God that says, you got to become like a little child. Maybe that's your problem. You've gotten so complex. Start over with the anointing, the word of God and the testimonies. I think nothing's going to stop you. Get ready to ignite your faith and release miracles. Receive David Giannis' new book, an exclusive three-CD set, Igniter of Faith, for an investment of $35 U.S. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, sidroth.org. Org, O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9367. Once again, that's offer number 9367. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest, Benny Johnson, and her husband, Bill Johnson, have traveled the world, probably seen more miracles than anyone alive. Yet, when you go into the average church that believes in miracles and you say, I want you to be honest, raise your hand if you'd like to be physically healed. 98% of the hands go up. God spoke to my guest, Benny, and told her how to fix it. Are you interested? Me too. Your gifts to this ministry will help Sid air It's Supernatural in Israel 28 times a week and distribute his evangelistic book to the Jewish people worldwide.